All right, what's up, everybody? Today, we're going to talk about how to build intuition with your diet, your exercise, and everything health-related, of course, because this is Pursuit of Balance, and this is what we talk about, how to have optimal health. So we're doing the challenge, as most of you know, or some of you know, and for those that don't know, we're doing a nutrition challenge. It's a little bit more holistic in its approach. And um, a conversation that I had with a few clients that decided not to do the challenge around, you know, eating disorders and the relationship with weighing and tracking food, which uh, I realized is a, a very sensitive, I'm not like I didn't know this, like I understand that it's a very sensitive subject for some people. And so I wanted to bring this up on the call yesterday when we had our check-in call for the week with the whole group and everyone that's doing the challenge and to really understand that, you know, the sensitivity behind it is because of the relationship that we had towards tracking food or reduction and all these things. And I'm a big believer that having some type of objective data makes life super, super easy for us, both as coaches and clients, because it gives us hard numbers right in front of us that we can be like, cool, like this is what we can track process or result. When I think one thing we think about with tracking is like, I'm just going to use a very basic goal that most people have. If I wanted to lose 15 pounds of weight or I wanted to drop 10% body fat or something like that, you can use like an in-body or a DEXA scan or something to track body composition. That would be having objective measurements on the results. But then there's things that you could be tracking for the process, which is like tracking your workouts, tracking your sleep, tracking your nutrition, um, things along those lines, right? So for me, when I, for most of the clients that I've worked with, right, and I personally have not dealt with it myself where I've developed any eating disorder or an unhealthy relationship around food. But I have been in situations when I was in competitions where I really was not enjoying what I was doing with the nutrition, um, which I think to some degree can be kind of in the same bucket and same camp, right? And I think for me where a lot of the enjoyment or was lost was A, like weighing food and tracking food all the time is just like, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Like it's not something that I is sustainable at all for, for a lifetime, right? Um, and, you know, and then also eating a certain amount of food to get ready for a competition. So like having a certain amount of protein or eating very lean and clean, you know, for me, that's like doesn't have any flexibility built into the diet as well. Now, that being said, I want people to understand that my relationship and my story behind that was getting ready for a competition, right? So in order to be a competitive person in any competition or to whatever it is, like if you have a goal of I want to be really lean or I want to be 20 pounds lighter for my wedding in six months, whatever it is, you know, when you have things that give you a little bit more of a constricted timeline, um, you then put yourself kind of in a different bucket, right? Like I really want to preach with everything that I talk about with functional lifestyles, both training, nutrition, and lifestyle in general, that really the pursuit of balance comes with moderation and it comes with sustainability built in and it comes with no means to an end, right? Like when you look at doing something to achieve a certain result, which everything obviously comes with a result, um, you're only fixated on a point and a place that you're not currently at, right? So, and I think that takes you out of the present moment a lot. And, you know, that's something I've realized with a lot of people that do develop unhealthy relationships with most things in life is they take a very, very, very extremist approach and they try to go super, super strict for whatever timeline it might be. But whenever that thing is done, um, they go back to their original living of lifestyle and then they realize, okay, well, now I'm going right back to this old habits that 
got me there in the first place, right? But the extremist approach was way too extreme for me to sustain, so that's not going to work either. So you end up just always bouncing back and forth from both kind of extreme mindsets. Um, and I think that's a terrible way to approach all of living. Now, that being said, it's funny that I say that because I am a very kind of extremist mentality with a lot of things, too. Um, and this is why I preach so much of what I talk about and really make sure that I'm talking to myself as I give you guys the same advice that me being an extremist also is why I work so hard on pursuing my balance and finding moderation with the things that I do and always constantly reevaluating what's actually really important for me. A second thing that I've realized is a lot of times like we're not really staying true to ourselves. Like sometimes we're doing something for an outside opinion or an outside approval and really for something to be sustainable at the end of the day, you're not doing it for a challenge. You're not doing it for your, you know, your wife or your husband. You're not doing it for your kids. You're not doing it for anybody else. You're not doing it for a coach. Like you have to be doing it for yourself. And I think when you approach these type of things, with the objective of impressing or like trying to make someone else happy or do it for the sake of a challenge or competition, you're placing that desire um, or that motivation maybe outside of you, right? And I think for really for this to be sustainable and for you to have a really healthy relationship, it has to be intrinsic more than extrinsic. You can leverage both of these, but I think you need to kind of find a nice sweet balance between both of those. So like number one is like, yes, you should not be taking a very extremist approach all the time to these things on both sides of it. Number two is like understanding that if it is truly something that you desire, make sure that you're always doing it for yourself and you will develop a better relationship. So that being said, so this part of the conversation that I was having yesterday with everyone in the, the call last night was in order for this to actually become something that is sustainable and does work for a long time, I built the challenge around trying to focus more on what people were not getting enough of versus what to restrict and remove from their life. So I didn't say you have to have no sugar or no alcohol or a certain amount of calories. We focused on let's make sure we get enough protein, let's make sure we get enough produce, and let's make sure we get enough water. When you keep your mindset on those things, you realize that it's actually like harder to really start overeating on the other things because you're so myopically focused on the things that you're trying to get enough of. Secondly, is like our goals that we put behind them, having, you know, at least a gram of protein for lean body mass up to total body weight, having 600 to 800 grams of produce minimum a day, having half your body weight of water minimum a day. Some of these goals are very like overarching and pretty intense for some people. And that's good. Like, that's exactly what we want. And that's what I kept saying yesterday. It's like, it's called the challenge for a reason, right? It's not supposed to be easy. Um, the whole point of us is to really challenge that, yes, does this me is this something that I should be doing all the time? Maybe not to that level all the time every day. Um, but I would say majority of the time, 80% of your days, you should be getting these things as a minimum. So this challenge was already built with the with the end in mind, right? Like with the day 22 in mind. It's a 21-day challenge, but it's really meant to be focused on getting you to understand that, holy crap, maybe I actually am not eating enough protein for what my body composition or my weight goal really needs. Or maybe I'm not getting enough fruits and vegetables for what my health requires to be optimal. Maybe I'm not getting enough water to actually stay properly hydrated in some of these things. Um, there's a lot of nuance in between a lot of those things, but at the end of the day, like those are the three things that I look at for most of the clients and including myself that we under eat on because we overeat on palatable, palatable foods, like refined foods, processed foods, taking out at a restaurant, taking out from DoorDash, fast food, like 
Um, even some of the half the shit at the grocery store, 90% of the grocery store being in a package is not great for you because of the processing and, and the refinements and the oils and the sugars and all the crap that they put in it. So my joke that I say, and I've said this for probably a decade now, is I don't really know anybody that's really come to me and be like, you know what? I've been eating a lot of pineapples, a lot of salmon, a lot of chicken, a lot of bananas, and I've really put a lot of weight on. Right, like it's just, it's not fucking a common story. It's really, really hard to do that with a whole foods approach. So if we can keep our 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 mindset and our approach to foods that are information and nourishment for the body, instead of just this caloric energy need and macronutrient composition, you develop a better relationship with food. You understand the importance of food is healing. Food is the thing that actually gives you everything that you want out of your body. It's not just the thing that gets you lean. When you look at food as strictly an energy conversation or a calorie conversation, it's easy to develop like this very like, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. I look at food a little bit more of like a hippie point of view and a primal point of view. Like if it's been on this earth for hundreds and thousands of years, like it can't be terrible for us. If it's something that's built out of an industrial plant, like it can't be that great for us. Now, once again, nuance. There's packaged foods that are not bad for you, and there's whole foods maybe that actually can be a little bit poisonous to you um, or very poisonous to you. There is poisonous plants out there. So really understanding that there's nuance to all this at the end of the day. But the whole point of us tracking for these things, of tracking protein and tracking produce and tracking water, I'm tracking calories through my fitness pal and everything through my fitness pal, is I'm really the end goal for what I'm trying to do here is teach you guys how to build intuition. And that's kind of the today's subject for the podcast is when you think about intuition, intuition is a very subjective thing, right? In order for you to really understand what food is doing to your body and how it's reacting to you and your energy and how it's affecting your digestion and how it's affecting your energy, how it's affecting your sleep, how it affects your training, how your training affects certain things, how your sleep affects certain things. Um, It requires us having enough time and data to actually compare and reassess and assess again. Um, you know, something that we talk about a lot with the team, and this is something I'll even bring up on the team meeting today, is the importance of assessing and reassessing. If you're taking numbers down just to fucking take numbers down just to beat a challenge, you are defeating the purpose of this challenge, right? And if you're someone that's tracking your weights in the gym, or if you're tracking your sleep, or you're tracking your calories, or you're tracking anything, your finances, the goal of you tracking is to build awareness. So when I'm weighing my food today, I'm like, okay, I had an eight ounces of ground beef with two eggs. How much does eight ounces actually look like raw? How much does eight ounces actually look like cooked? And now I know, okay, well, eight ounces of ground beef, that's 44 grams of protein based off the label and based off me tracking it. And I start to do that for a one day, two day, a week, two weeks, maybe a month, maybe a couple months, whatever the time frame that is that you decide to be a little bit more objective. You then have created a level of awareness assuming that you're very present in what you're doing and you're doing it for that reason, then you then become a little bit more intuitive. And then the cool thing about having a certain amount of protein, so if you give yourself a certain protein goal and you eat the exact, give or take, it doesn't need to be on the dot all the time. I think that's another thing that's very easy to get kind of like stressed out and anxious about. Like it doesn't need to be on the gram all the time. Like give or take that like your energy expenditure is always on fluctuation daily and your energy intake will definitely be. You're not hitting a certain calorie. Like I need to have 1,200 calories on the dot. If I go 1201, 
it's over. Like, you need to understand that there needs to be flexibility built into that as well. But let's say you take a law of averages. Over the course of seven days, I ate 200 grams of protein. And with 200 grams of protein, equating for calories and everything, whatever you're tracking, I felt like my energy was way better. My lifts were a bit way better this week. My sleep has been better. Maybe it's because I stopped eating a little bit earlier before bed. Um, you know, and my body composition's actually improved. Okay, so what we've done is we've tracked the process of the nutrition. We've created some reflection items for you to really kind of create that awareness and intuition for yourself. And now I can reflect back with another objective measurement, and that could be body comp or it could be subjective things, just writing down how you're feeling. What you're doing is you've created awareness by tracking it. You've created intuition by reflecting back on it. And now you understand for your body in its current place at its current day, what works for it. Now, the opposite scenario, I'm eating 200 grams of protein, I'm eating 3,200 calories a day, I'm having X amount of fat or carbs, or well, like I said, whatever you're tracking, and I've actually gained weight, and I don't feel as good. Okay, well, maybe I'm gaining weight when I didn't want to, maybe I'm eating a little bit too much, so where can I control or maybe restrict some things that don't feel overly restrictive? Maybe instead of having like red meat five days a week, I'm having it three days a week because they're a little bit fattier cuts that I prefer. And maybe I do something like some fish or, you know, any seafood of sort, or maybe even some poultry or maybe picking leaner sources, right? And then I do that for the following week and then maybe I, my weight goes down. So using data in the process versus data on the measurement is what gives you that intuition. Now, in this process of making change, you have to remember it is super, super, super stressful. So you have to go into it with the right mindset. You have to go into inviting it and not fighting it. You have to understand that like, in order for you to get something different from a result perspective, you have to do something different from a process perspective. Um, now, that being said, a lot of us have created biases towards our own way of living and our own way of eating and training and et cetera, because you've done it for so long. A lot of people are like, am I really supposed to be drinking this much water? Am I really supposed to be eating that much protein? Am I really supposed to be eating that much protein? Um, and the reality is like, in order to really have what body you want and the body you desire, yeah. In order for you to really optimize health, yeah, you should be getting a lot more of those things. And if it's hard for you, that's a good thing. That means that you need to lean into it because that's an area that you can focus on improvement. And when we focus our minds on things that we should be getting more of and improve more on, the things that have really have always been distractions or things that maybe some diets like to focus on restricting more of, they naturally kind of fall to the wayside. So I'll give you guys an example. If I get to the end of the night and I've realized, okay, I've actually hit my protein goal, but I'm still low on produce. Maybe instead of me having a chocolate chip cookie or something that's going to be a, like a net zero food, um, I'm going to have something like an orange or maybe I'll have like a little bit of yogurt with some berries at the end of the night, like something that's actually going to get me closer to the goal. So naturally, without even me telling you to restrict certain things, you're already creating some of a restriction because what you're eating more of is going to be the focus. And the fact that it's very whole foods and it's fiber rich and it's high satiety signal, um, it creates a restriction in other areas without even you paying attention to it, which I think personally, and this is why I'm doing the challenge because I actually want to see if this is you know, something I'm just making up in my head or this is actually true. I think this is a better way to create a good relationship with your food. Because when you put whole food in your body, I'm personally like 
super bougie with nutrients and i've gotten that way over the last few years of my life i used to not think like that i used to think about food being just like a measurement of energy right so it's, it's calories right it's just carbs it's protein um, i think the deeper you get the stronger the relationship gets with food there's something for me about like even getting my own groceries and picking out the highest quality foods that i can put in my body and cooking it like i just feel like it connects everything a little bit more for me right Versus having a, something just delivered to me just so I can eat because I'm hungry. Like, it, I think really when you eat out at a restaurant, you eat at a DoorDash, and you don't really connect to the food or understand what you're putting in your body, it's easy to not really have much of a relationship with your food. It's easy to just look at it as something that's going to get you full so you're not hungry anymore um, or give you some level of energy, right? Um, in order for us to build intuition and awareness with our own health, we need to connect to those things that actually bring us that. So you need to connect with the workouts and understand that, yeah, the good workouts, the hard workouts, like they're things that better you from a body perspective, a mind perspective, and a soul perspective. It is holistic in everything that you do. And the deeper that connection gets with your nutrition, the deeper the connection gets with your training, the deeper the connection gets with the love for yourself, the easier these things are to sustain. So... To kind of wrap up a little bit so I don't go too deep in the rabbit hole is always a random shit. It's like in order for you guys to build intuition, it starts with awareness. Just like if I were to go to AA or any other kind of rehab fix, awareness is step one, right? We create, we create, we create awareness. We create awareness through objective data um, because here's the thing about subjective measurements. Most people are either A, lying to themselves with or without knowing, or B, trying to be honest with themselves and just way off, right? So having something objective to see like what weights you're using in the gym or what calories you're putting in your body or what protein you're getting or what sleep you're getting, it then allows you to have a number in front of you to be like, okay, when I do X, I get Y. If I change X, I change Y. What things can change Y depending on my goal? So you really just play around with this and you play around with it until you start to see the success that you want or you start to really be moving and taking steps and progressions towards the goal that you have set out for yourself. Once we really start to build momentum, then you can actually peel back on the objective things. You don't need to be tracking everything all the time. I'm definitely not going to be weighing food for the rest of my life. I'm not going to be tracking calories for the rest of my life. I don't even track the weights I use in the gym anymore. I don't track my sleep all the time, but I do do all of those things cyclically. And what I mean by that is I really think it's important for all of us to understand that objective things are not something you should be scared of. You running away from knowing what the number is on the scale, you running away from knowing what the calories are on your tracking, you running away from what like whatever you're tracking, your finances, whatever it might be, is you just delaying the problem. In order for us to really fix something, we need to address it head on. Now, that being said, I do sympathize the ones that maybe have a lot more stress built up around those subjects because it is hard. Getting into a new job is hard. Getting into a new relationship is hard. Starting a new diet is hard. Starting a new training program is hard. All the things will be incredibly hard in the beginning. And you need to understand that that mindset needs to walk into the door with that understanding that I am here and I might get punched in the mouth a few times with this challenge or with this new endeavor that I have or this new relationship that I've built. But I will become more comfortable over time with this because I'm going to be strictly objective with it. I'm not going to let my feelings get in the way with it. But my feelings are going to allow me to build intuition based off the objective measurements. And once I've done that long enough, I take three months off, six months off, nine months off, 12 months off, two years off, three years off. I haven't tracked in seven years, right? My calories are definitely a little bit different or my composition of calories is definitely a little bit different than I used to be. 
Now I have awareness. Now I have intuition. Now I understand, oh, I'm almost eating 40 to 50% of my calories from fat. Cool. It's okay. I look good. I feel good. I'll digest well. Like, I don't think anything that I'm doing makes me feel bad on the subjective things. And I measure my body composition. I measure my blood sugar. I get my blood work done. And all these things line up. So cool. Whatever I'm doing is working. So I can develop a relationship. And guess what? If I measure and it's not working, I just keep changing the thing until it actually works. And I stay disciplined to the plan long enough to not change it every day. I change it once a week once a month even, you know, and you make these micro little changes to figure out what's the thing that you can actually have that gives you the most leverage to actually give you the result that you want, right? All right, guys, well, I don't want to go too far down, like I said, so hopefully you guys got something to take out of this, and um, for those doing the challenge, you guys have been kicking some ass. For those that are not doing the challenge, wanting to take nutrition and health more serious, this is great content for you to take as always. Um, and as always, just to kind of leave you guys with a little bit of something, please share the content. The content has been shared a lot between Instagram and people even in our WhatsApp group chat. And the more we can get this information out to the masses, the better we can make our community and the healthier we can all be. And I'm going to tell you right now, I like hanging around happy, healthy people because it makes my life easy because my life is enjoyable when I'm around those people. Um, other than that, I will see you guys next week. Have a great weekend and see you then.